Welcome to An Uneducated Guess. Where three nobodies from the PCA sit around and talk. What do you get when you put together a layman, a seminarian, and a ruling elder? You get an uneducated guess. Welcome to the show. I'm Presby Bard, and with me, as always, is at your hardest B. Say hello. Hello. <laughs> and then, also with us again this week, so great to have him back, at Bourbon Ghost. What's up, Bourbon? Hey, guys. Great to have the three of us back again. Yep. It's like always we good said, to be back. Like we said last week, not only do we enjoy having Bourbon Ghost back, we also need him back, because yeah, our listenership sure. doubled from whenever it was just me <laughs> and you. Which, you know, it's not There's hard no to go. college football now, so, I mean. <laughs> it's not hard to go from two to four listeners, so, with, you know, double is a loose term. I think, but I think uh, we had a lot of people, Kanye's name popped up. Yeah. On the search, <laughs> and that's probably what it was. No, yeah, it was, no, yeah. it's, I think what popped up was Bourbon Ghost. Bourbon Ghost popped up back up in their feed, and they were like, I gotta hear the sultry tones again. And we also didn't tweet about any of our Well, that's episodes. true, you did, uh, we did actually tweet this out, so that's, that's nice. Too. That probably, promoting you know, helps. I, I don't, I mean. Big promoter. Over here. The Two Kingdom episode. I mean, I'm good with it, but I, I think I, it was great radio. It's great radio. All right, be honest. I'm going to ask you a question, Bourbon. Be honest. I just, I've literally <laughs> just now asked you. Have you listened to the second episode? I have not finished it. No. <laughs> I don't blame you. You're fine. <laughs> I, I, I did, I did get into it. It's not finished yet. That's okay. Sure. It's no big deal. Is I'm not. I'll cry later. Not right now. Not in front of you. But what y'all need to do. We, sh- we anytime one of us is out of town, we should have a code word somewhere embedded in the in the show. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> to be able to prove yeah. that someone has listened. Yeah, yeah that's pretty yeah, good. We will have to do that. All right. So we thought for the intro this week we would uh, just kind of chat a little bit about all the things going on in the world as we usually do. I know everybody out there is curious to hear our thoughts. Uh, and the main thing that's going on is uh, this big Forbes article. That yeah. uh, our future president Kanye West, mm-hmm. Lord Protector. Yeah, <laughs> I'd be okay with like just you know making him king. Yeah, let's do it. I don't know about anybody else. I'm kind of like starting king to favor ye. monarchy anyway. So oh, it's pretty I, much I where have, we've gotten yeah. back to anyway in a lot of ways. Yeah, I think. But monarchy would just be so much more efficient yeah. than what we have. But anyway, and I mean, who better to run it than Kanye? So mm-hmm. let's talk about the article. There's there's a lot of interesting things about it that aren't even really related to what Kanye said, you know. So first of all, you know, one of the things that's obviously interesting is the way that the article was written. It was clearly written to, to make him look crazy. Exactly. It, it was written to make him appear incoherent. There were all these, you know, things like that. They they would not really contextualize what he was yeah. saying. They were just mm-hmm. like trying to that way if you but take I, it out of context. I, but I mean, they did kind of summarize it like a platform. What do you mean? They, it, the article was kind of oh. like it was kind of set up like this would be his platform if he was running for president. Yeah, but have you ever seen an article written like that where all that no, is, no, no, you know, that was the first thing I noticed. It's always question, answer, question, answer. I'm yeah. just saying, I'm there not sure no I hate the article. I'm not sure I hate the yeah. article. Yeah, I like the way that they presented the entire thing, you know, as a platform, even though it's not his, you know, how, the way he would edit himself. It is kind of a nice summer, is it like. I mean, I didn't mind it. Yeah. I'm just saying, when you read it, it's pretty clearly. Oh yeah, it's trying to make him sound insane. Yeah, they just. Want but it. I just love it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, I love it anyways too. I'm not saying I love the article. I love anytime I can listen to Kanye talk. I'm in. Like I know he doesn't talk enough. No, he doesn't. It's going to be a wild ride, and it's going. There's going to be something. I that, did listen to his. I was listening to a Sunday service, and he was talking 
um, after he did hands on, you yeah. know, which is essentially saying that Christians are going to be the first one to judge him. Essentially, all that he kind of adds some clarification in between the song. He's like, "All of you guys, like, you need to realize I'm a baby Christian. I'm just reading my Bible, trying to fit, get the sins out of my life that are there." Yep. And during yeah, that I mean, whole just, six, you know, few months after Jesus is King came out whether it was on Kimmel or whatever, he referred to himself that way a bunch. And I loved that. You know, yeah. he's basically saying, I, I don't know, man, I, I'm new. I don't know. And that was one of the things that Reco- I, he's recognizes his limitations. That was one of the things that really made me feel like it was, you know, a, a legitimate conversion was because he, it wasn't like he was saying this was a spiritual renewal for him. You know, he was saying, I'm born again. Like I'm born again now like this. Mm-hmm. He's a new Christian, you know, not just like, cause you get a lot of these, sort of celebrities, especially spiritual types, where that's, you know, it'll kind of be like, especially because he did grow up in a, like, spiritual Christian. Bob Dylan converted yeah, for a little yeah, while. Yeah, exactly. Wasn't either out. his mom or dad a, a youth minister at, like, the church that he grew up in? I don't know if it was either of his parents, but it was somebody in his family, okay. like his uncle or something, I think. His mom was an English professor, wasn't she? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Out of college. Yeah. Yeah, 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 I think it was like, Atlanta. it is somebody in his family, okay. though, like, directly, you know, in his family, like his aunt or uncle or something. I mean, but I can't remember. We don't deserve this time that we're living in. <laughs> I don't. I don't think so either. I mean, this is phenomenal. And the article, again, like you're kind of saying, was really good. Actually, I mean, I enjoyed so many parts of it. I think everybody has kind of uh, everybody's kind of blown up the Planned Parenthood part, which was obviously great. Yeah. But if you've been listening to Kanye for a few years now, he's been talking about Planned Parenthood. But it is so true. You know, he was saying Planned Parenthood was put into cities or whatever to exterminate blacks by white supremacists, and he's not wrong about that. Uh, so, you know, it should be supported. The, the, but this quote, the schools, the infrastructure was made for us to not truly be all that we can be, to be just good enough to work for the corporations that design the school systems. We're tearing that up. What we'll do is we're not going to tear up the Constitution. What we will do is amend President Yee. Yay. Yay. Kanye. Kanye. Yeah, yeah, I, that's one of the best. That's one of the best quotes in the whole whole thing. And that's one of the ones that'll make a lot of conservatives mad. Yeah, because they yeah, they, it's true. They they read that as like, oh, he's like a this is like a Black Lives Matter type yeah. thing, because like, they just can't. He, yeah, he he's not even close to Black no. Lives Matter. He's no. saying he's saying he wants to create you know rooms and for for entrepreneurship and stuff in the black communities, which we're going to talk about. Actually, it's going to dovetail nicely with our episode because we're going to talk about schooling in general. Mm-hmm. specifically public schools and sort of some of the, the de- more detrimental aspects of it. But one of them is exactly what he's talking about, which is that it really is, you know, literally designed for factory workers. And yep. we'll talk about that later in the episode. But, I mean, that is what... A lot of people don't know that. No, and that is really what public school was designed for. And I don't even... Well, we'll save that for later because I don't even begrudge those people. But just remind me that I said that and I'll make sure to bring it up in the main segment. But... The other part, you need to go find, there's another site, I played it for, for uh, the two of these guys before the episode, but if you're listening out there, you need to go find the, uh, there's another article where Forbes posted the uh, audio from a couple times that he was just freestyling during the interview, some of the bars that were coming to his head, so good. Which again, really good. how many times have you seen a, a, a journalistic, uh, I guess, blog at this point, they don't even have, yeah. I don't even know if they got a magazine anymore, but yeah. how many times have you seen one of those post audio from an interview yeah never, never. Yeah. they did it to make him look crazy yeah because he's just freestyling yeah. and whenever you don't even see somebody and you don't even know that he's freestyling yeah. you just think he's just talking exactly. and you know 
I agree. I mean, they're they're definitely gonna. What is probably gonna be one of the saddest things, and you know that it's coming, is that they are. We we mentioned this last week. They are absolutely going to use his, you know, so-called mental disability or yeah. mental struggles, not mental disability, but mental illness. What they'll they say, would call, yeah, what they would call mental illness as a you know detriment against yeah. him. You know, just I mean, they did the same thing with Trump. You know, yeah. they went through: has he done a psychological exam? Can is he fit for office? That's one of the big things. You know, is he? They have no real pushback. Fit? In other words, no, they don't. No, they don't have any real. They pushback. even tried, and you could. I don't know if y'all kept up with it, but when I listed a lot of the uh, celebrities and and corporations that took PPP money this week, he was named. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they had to. Find I saw that. They had to find something. You know, and I didn't really. It didn't him. bother me. No. Why would not. it? Of course not. There's a million companies that took it. Yeah. I mean, they act like it's so did big. You, did you turn your English tech back in, or did you? No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I turned mine in, guys. I didn't take it. Mm. I'm honorable. Like you that. should tell me. I would. I would take it off your hands. <laughs> no, I. I didn't. I turned it into a two wheeled accessory. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Which is good. That's what you should have spent it on. Yeah, I think so. I felt good about it. It's one of the best purchases I've made in a long time. It's done wonders for my mood. That's really why you've been beaming. Uh, it no, it's philosophical. I yeah, but like. it's actually, I would say the the purchase was fueled by my philosophical okay. renaissance, not the other way around. But gotcha. it has affirmed my thoughts yeah. because it has had the effect I thought it would. Yeah, but that's a nobody cares. Which about is me. that we lack masculinity in our culture, essentially. Much. And even, I mean, there's a lot more even to me it than specifically. That, I would yeah. admit to. And so, yeah, yeah, there's you know, you grow up and you sort of get this what you're really taught, and we can talk about this in school. In our main topic, what you're really taught is uh, fake masculinity. You're not taught like what actual masculinity is, and we'll talk about that in the episode as well. But let's stay on Kanye for a second because he I want to ask you guys, what do you think about it? Because I really can't decide, or I'll tell you my opinion after. Is he gonna like where will he pull votes from? Yeah, that's what people are wondering about, and I'm kind of curious myself because he's, you know, this is a very like. Just looking at it from a bird's eye view, this is legit. Like whether you, I know everybody's emotionally involved in everything that's going on in our country and in the world right now. And I know some people might be depressed about it or whatever. That's what this podcast is for. I'm here to white pill you. We're here to we're here to white pill you. Define but, that because because I actually had to sorry look, I used that I had to look up. Fair. Actually, me and uh, me and our assistant pastor <laughs> had to to look up Urban Dictionary to find <laughs> out what white pilled meant. Sorry about that. Basically, it just means uh, optimism. So the same way the red pill like wakes you up, the white pill is an optimistic pill. So what I mean by that is, is that, you know, that's what we're here. But what I was saying was, even if you, so let's say I get it, like I can understand why you would be, the opposite would be black pilled, pessimistic about it. Yeah, of course. So that's fine. But what I'm saying is take yourself out of it. And this is a legitimately fascinating thing to watch unfold. For Absolutely. various reasons, yeah. you know, and I don't mean it like, oh, it's hilarious. A lot of people mean, oh, isn't this hilarious? What a wild thing Kanye's yeah. running. No, I mean it's fascinating. So I don't know. I where think do you he's think not going to. I don't think he's going to pull a lot of votes on this first time. He might in twenty twenty four. Well, he, who? What I mean is, is like, what segments of the population will he pull votes from? I think. I think it really depends on. I think people are always more likely to vote for a third party candidate when they live in a state that's not a threat to lose. They're st- their backup. Mm-hmm. So I think he's actually probably going to pull a lot of votes from both. I think he legitimately is going to pull a lot of young black voters, and I think he's going to pull a lot of disillusioned That's true. conservatives. I actually think he's also going to pull a lot of disillusioned African Americans. Yeah. And here's why. Because the, the— If if he can get a platform, that's what—I mean, if he can get a—not a platform, a— 
Well, uh, have you not heard his platform? No, not his platform. I oh. meant I meant to say a stage, essentially. Yeah, uh, he doesn't you know, have one or yeah. anything. Kanye. Every time Kanye, that's the beauty of it. This is. I'm not saying. I'm not yeah. saying that to shut you down. What I'm saying is, is that that's the beauty of Kanye. And one of the similarities he has in Trump is he doesn't need the media. He doesn't need CNN. Yeah. He doesn't need the political like infrastructure they have. He's got his own. Every time he speaks, it goes viral. Yeah. Every time. Every time he does anything, it goes viral. Yeah, but if, if you're just not in the news cycle, it can no, be it an issue. No, no, no. He, he is the news cycle. There's a line Jay-Z had one time in one of his songs. I can't remember which one. It might have been one he was actually featured on one time. He said, I'm not a businessman. I'm a business, comma, man. Yeah. Right? So the point is, is that he's the business. Kanye is the news. Yeah. The news doesn't control Kanye. Kanye is the news. He controls the news. Sometimes you can get that big. Yeah, there's and no. That's where he is. Do you there's think no, so? You think everybody would be biting for an interview right now if he was? Oh my gosh! Okay. You don't think these people want an interview with him? I mean, you don't think anyone? Uh, maybe would I'm take under, an interview. I'm, maybe I'm underestimating. But it. but does he even need an interview? Every tweet he tweets goes viral. Every one of them. I think the biggest thing is that there's nobody who watches Fox News or CNN who is thinking I might vote for Kanye. Yeah, these are not the like, people. Yeah, yeah you're yeah, not going after those, those people. Those are not the people that are vote. That's exactly. That's a great point. What I'm saying is that he's also going to pull, I think, and this was, is what will be interesting to see. I don't he know. He needs some ads, though. I'm guessing. No, he doesn't. You're looking at it wrong. This is not, those are not the people he needs. Those are not the people who are going to be, vote for Kanye anyway. He is going to pull. I like pull, a good ad, though. <laughs> well, I'm not. Okay, yeah. I mean, he needs ads because they'll yeah, be amazing. Yeah, exactly. I'm just saying he doesn't need them to pull votes. Yeah, I see what no, you're no, saying. No, he doesn't. I need them. Yeah, we need the <laughs> yeah. ads. He doesn't need them. We need them. What, what I'm saying is, is that you know, a normal who like union type of voter, like African-American, yeah. they're not woke. Yeah. No. The, you know, the African-American community has a lot of beef with the LGBTQ plus Absolutely. community. And so what I'm saying is that there are a lot of those voters who are That's very, because the African-American community is Christian heavily. Yeah. 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 Heavily. So, yeah, that's what I'm saying is that. I lost my train of thought. Sorry. That's okay. It was out there. That's why I wanted you to stop. I was like, dang it. I can't get it out. Uh, basically, they are also very uh, at odds with... They're they're disenfranchised with the left in the same way that there are the people you were talking about that are disenfranchised with like the Republican Party. Yeah. That are mostly just like... The way that woke young people hate the... Like are disenfranchised with the Republican Party. There's that in the African-American community too. Yeah. And... And I'm not saying they're voting for Kanye just because he's black. Like I'm not trying to simplify it that way because that's even kind of racist. What yeah. I really mean is that he is speaking and going to resonate, in my opinion, with the issues that they specifically care about. Yeah, desperately, the ones that really need it. I'm saying not the one, not the tokens that that that, that CNN will put out there. I'm talking about the people that yeah. actually need it. He's going to speak to. Like, he already did in that platform, in my opinion, in that Forbes article. I mean, you know, they're gonna they're gonna get it. I think. So I think he'll pull from there. And they are historically Democratic voters. So the people that feel like they should go vote, but they don't really care either way, they're going to probably vote Democrat. Yeah. They're not voting yeah. for Trump most of the time. They're voting yeah. Democrat. So that's the only thing that I think he will pull some there. But it'll depend on like his ballot access. Like That's going to be, if we're looking at this actually practically, how yeah, will this Yeah, that's kind of where I was kind of coming from. Yeah, the ballot access will be tough. I don't know how he can pull it off. I don't know enough. That's what I'm saying. I don't yeah, know what he can pull off. He did off. mention in the article about uh, the coronavirus helping him yeah, it, in yeah, a lot of ways. That's right. It does. And, you know, maybe it is more of a run 2020, play for 2024 yeah. thing. That's fine with me. He'll get my vote both times. That's fine. Yep. <laughs> He'll definitely get my, I'll definitely 
buy some merch. I'm Absolutely. right. I just I'm waiting on pins and needles I know. for that merch to drop. <sighs> I want some. I, I want wonder some, what it's gonna look like. I want some Yeezys that are 2020 Yeezys. Are you really gonna put a sign in your yard? Yes. You really are. Yes. Okay. I'm not kidding. I've I've threatened all along to put a Trump 2024 sign in my yard as a troll. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. people will be like, "Uh, you can't run in 2024." Yeah. <laughs> so for those people, and for the people who be like, "Oh no, no, no," and then when they do, I'm gonna be like, I'm not gonna acknowledge that they're yeah. right. I'm gonna go. No, no, no. We're going to change that. He's going to run again just to troll him. Yeah. So I will. I'm I'm very willing to okay. put a Kanye sign in my yard. Okay. If Kanye can wear a Make America Great Again hat, like he with all that he has to risk mm-hmm. from that and do it, then at least I can be bold enough yeah. to put a Kanye 2020 sign in my yard. Well, with Kanye. Well, there'll be at least two in this town. <laughs> Let's go. I'm assuming you're talking about yourself. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. Good. We're going to. What if, like, like, I think you tweeted this the other day, maybe that you're just waiting you keep searching or you set up an rss feed or something for whenever they set up a campaign yeah yeah (laughs) i want i want to apply yeah go knock on people's doors absolutely i want to talk pick his brain oh man that is one that is that would be that brain would be on the top of my list of brains to pick to spend an hour he would probably be number one on my list Mm -hmm. and this like of people that are alive i would i would end up like troy when he meets um uh, LeVar Burton. Yeah. I would just, I want to so bad, but it would yeah. work out for I me. I told Pierce I never wanted to meet him because <laughs> I will only disappoint him. <laughs> yeah, that is so good. It's a great episode. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, we're going to stick with the theme this week, and we are going to uh, stick with Kanye for our song of the week. This was Bourbon's request. He wanted to talk about it last week. We outvoted him, and we went with God Is. This week, we're going to talk about Closed on Sunday. You guys ready? Let's go. <laughs> All right, let's do it. <laughs> All right, time for our song of the week. This week we're sticking with the Kanye theme and going with Closed on Sunday. Bourbon Ghost, this was your choice. What do you like so much about this song? Uh, I don't know. This one This one probably feels to me, artistically and musically, the closest to old Kanye. That's a good point on this. Yeah, on this yeah, album. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And that's probably yeah. why I like it the most because it's 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 a really good blend of where he's at and where he was. Yeah, but uh, you know the new single that's old Kanye. That's true too. But old Kanye style, but Christian Kanye yeah. lyrics. Yeah. What's the name of that? Washed in the blood. Well, yeah, washed, washed in, in the, the blood. blood. Mm-hmm. See, it's old Kanye sounding, yep. but it's lyrically Christian Kanye. The my favorite part of the song is that Kanye's a Sabbatarian. That's what I like. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which already makes him, you know. At oh, the top. Uh, now, see, we're supposed to be about the Catholicity of the Church. Oh, yeah, Catholicity of the Church. We're not going to criticize. We're going to bring people no, together. No, I just meant pietistically. Yeah, you're yeah. right. You're right. Very pious, he seems. How, how long until you think this song is dated because Chick-fil-A will be open on Sundays? Oh, good question. They're not far from that. Yeah, the only reason they're, they're not right now is because it's a branding thing now. Yeah. It makes the evangelicals shop there. Do you know they make their employees work on Sunday, though? Mm-mm. What? Yeah, that's the beauty of it. They have to come in on Sunday night and prep for Monday morning breakfast. Um. <laughs> so, like, like, I have friends that have yeah. worked there that had to work on Monday oh, morning, okay. that worked the morning shift. They're like, no, we have to work. I was like, it's cool that Chick-fil-A is closed on Sunday. I'm good. It's like, well, we have to work on Sundays. <laughs> it's like, well, that kind of defeats the point. Yeah, yeah. that does. Thanks so, for, thank you so for you ruining know. that for me. Well, I need to because Chick-fil-A, first well, of all. You're going to get a lot of red pills when this episode's over then because they have drastically changed a lot of their things in the last year. Oh, okay. First of all, their fries need that. more salt. That's what they should focus on changing because yeah. their, so- their fries have no salt. The second thing they should work on I've changing... I've always been happy is, with the amount of salt I got on my fries. Never enough salt. 
you must not you must not know how to eat fries. Never enough salt on their fries. You know what I'm talking about, oh, don't yeah. you? Oh yeah. Okay. I'm I'm not. This no. is a known thing. They don't put enough salt in their. I fries. I will say, if you ask for uh, extra crispy, they will usually double season it as well. I've heard that, and yeah. I'm sure that is good. I just refuse to be one of those people. Well, you don't have to ask for it. If you do on the app, you just type it in. Oh, there you yeah. go. I also don't really want them that crispy. I'm yeah. not a big crispy fry. I mean, I like their the not, consistency of their fries. They're not crispy the way you would think. I, this is this French is fries are way too, sub- Kanye, way too subjective. Just try it. <laughs> Category. Okay, I'll try it. I'll try it. I'm open to it, especially if it means I'll get enough salt. Yeah. Uh, because it doesn't count that you have to salt afterwards. It doesn't yeah. taste the same. Then it's thick. Yeah, exactly. Falls right off. Also, the other thing they need to change is their crappy instrumental CCM music that's always playing in the background. I disagree. I, I that's love, what you like. Yeah, I, lo- I love. I, I love the the Michael W. Smith. That's right. I forgot you were in the a background. Big, I forgot you were a big Eva guy. Yeah, I'm a big tent. You love Big Eva. You love the no. Gospel Coalition. Oh no! You read no, it all the time. No. You love Michael W. Smith. And this is like that episode Bethel. of The Office where. Uh, Jim Jim's like, you know, Dwight doesn't know any facts about bears. Yeah. Yeah. That's essentially how I feel right now. Well, you're like the, you said to, you like it. I didn't bring this on you. You brought this on yourself. You said you liked the CCM music in Chick-fil-A. The instrumental, there's no lyrics or anything. I just think it's kind of cheesy and cool. It's like it, they have it at Hobby Lobby, too. Yeah, you like feeling another, like you're in an elevator. I like being at, at, at Hobby big, Lobby. At a big church. An elevator, from, like, yeah. right before they're about to close. <laughs> an elevator at a mega church. It. Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. That's I love it. I would love it's a great that. Great vibe. Because the best part about the about contemporary Christian music is the music. Because they're really talented. They mix hymns in there too. It's not just. I have never heard a hymn in there. Ever. I might be getting confused with Hobby Lobby, but maybe I don't know. I don't I've been using the Lobby app for a long I'm time a male, at Chick Fil A now, so I've never set foot in Hobby Lobby. You don't go with your wife ever to look for stuff. Uh, I do not. Okay. I've literally never been in a Hobby Lobby in my life that I'm aware I- of. Have you bourbon? I have. Yeah, I mean, I don't they, feel like I, I like some, it. It's enjoy it. It's yeah, enjoyable. They've, they've got a few things in there for like uh, woodworking and it's, it's like okay to like it and, just, and, and different just paintings. Some and people stuff. like yeah. things Prince. that are feminine. That's yeah. fine. It's not feminine to look at art in Hobby Lobby. <laughs> no, they, they the art like, in Hobby Lobby. <laughs> tell, me, tell me more about the art in Hobby Lobby. No, they have like tools and things. Like every time we go yeah, in there, I'll go over like the hobby section. Yeah, like woodworking tools. I like the models and stuff. You know where else has woodworking tools? Probably Lowe's. Home Depot. Yeah. That has woodworking tools, too. Probably the woodworking tools you would actually buy. Have you ever actually bought a woodworking tool from Hobby Lobby? Yeah. What What kind of woodworking yeah, they have, tool? They have very like carving knives and yeah, stuff. Yeah, they have very intricate little... Uh, carving knives? Yeah, I mean, like got all the stuff your little you little carving knives. This is a terrible, terrible segment on Kanye's song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's all Big Eva. We're yeah, it's, <laughs> that's true. Chick Fil A. All right. Bobby. Well, let's get back on it. We'll get back on the song now. Okay, closed on Sunday. It's a good song, despite the fact that it mentions a mediocre and overrated fast food restaurant. Uh, Bojangles versus Chick Fil A. Okay, I know this is a hot topic on Reform Twitter. <laughs> no, I mean it's not really. No, it is. Okay. It is, and I'm not saying I'm not saying that it's it's good that you brought it up. I still go Chick Fil A. Although not for breakfast, because Chick Fil A's breakfast sucks. Except the burritos. Bojangles' breakfast is off the, the charts. Good, I, by it's the way. fine, but Bojangles' like chicken biscuit is. Oh, and the, their hash no, browns, sure. whatever they they yeah, call sure. them, bow rounds. Yeah, they're really good. Yeah. Great, and those bowberry biscuits. Oh come on, yeah, yeah. Bojangles, and I do love Bojangles. If you, actually, if they you have, eat there, they actually give you free bowberry biscuits. They walk around with like a platter. What? Yeah. Are you serious? Nuh-uh. If you eat breakfast there. 
They have someone that has like a, they walk around with a platter. Why did we never do our Wednesday have, morning breakfast? I had no idea that was the case. Oh Are yeah, you being it's awesome. serious? Yeah, it's usually a retired, per, like halfway retired person yeah. that's doing it. and They're loving being there. Oh my. Okay. All right. We're changing that. All right. Well, anyway, this this is still not a great segment on Kanye's song "Close on Sunday." <laughs> so, all right. In all seriousness, my favorite part of the song is by far in the first verse. Whenever, uh, basically, he starts. You know, well, it's, I have a couple favorite parts, but I really love the one at the end of the first verse when he says, "Raise our sons, train them in the faith yes. through temptations. Make sure they're wide awake." I love that yeah. through temptation. Make sure they're wide awake because I honestly do think that one of the things you do. To me, like as a dad, especially with boys, like one of the things I want to do is I'm not really wanting to teach them just what to think. Like that's important. You have to learn like what to think. But you also want to teach them how to think. Mm -hmm. And one of your main things, because you're going to have to let them screw up some. You know what I mean? Like you have to because Mm -hmm. that's one of the ways that you learn. But the the key is to me, like when I I at least think about what my philosophy is going to be on this, is that you want to just make sure that they're not being like having the wool pulled over their eyes, and you look at the way like critical cult, critical theory culture has, and that's really what it is. Yeah. Is it's people they're tapping into people's emotion, emotional, and their sympathetic side, and there's a lot of well-meaning people that are woke from critical theory and have no idea what it leads to because yeah. they're they're being fooled. Yeah. And so what you really want to do to me as a as a you know as a father, what we're trying to do. To the, to the generations after us is to make sure they're awake. Like, guide them through temptations. Don't pull them out of it. Like, they're going to have to go through them. But you want to make sure they're awake. And I love that, yeah. you know, the way that he put that in the song. And so, I, I love that. No more love, living for the culture. We're nobody's slave. I yeah. like uh, when he says, I've got my weapons in the spirit's land. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. And then, of course, the end, uh, which that's, that's part of the end. But whenever uh, he says... Uh, well, anyway, I the think, whole song, the whole song is. I good. think the veil drops a little bit from, or, and maybe I'm just kind of guessing here based on sort of who he was beforehand. Mm-hmm. But get your family, y'all hold hands and pray. When you when you got daughters, always keep them safe. Watch out for vipers. Vipers, don't let them indoctrinate. Yep. And I kind of feel like he knows that at one point he was a viper. That's right, and so that's why I love that line so much. Oh, that's and a great point. I, to me, to me, that line is is one of the first times where Kanye is very evidently come full circle. Like he would definitely, I'm sure he would very willing. Well, I actually have heard him in an interview, the one he did. I think it was for Apple Music or whatever, where they like visited his farm alone. Oh, yeah, that like was a really good guy. interview. He actually talked about that. I think that okay. like he used to be one of those guys who was like, you know, preying on women. I mean, yeah. not not in like the illegal sense, but like yeah. you know, he's. Yeah. Got money. He's got popularity. He's got fame. Took I mean, advantage of his yeah, power. He, like everybody that gets and now power you know he's like got that. daughters. Like yeah. that's somebody's daughter, and he's you know awake to that. And yeah. that's like you said. You know he was a viper, and now he's making sure his his girls don't. He's got to keep them safe. Yeah, it's so good. And that's also how you know that his conversion is authentic because he's worried about his kids' salvation. Yeah, yeah. it's not. It's and not speaking, a fake. Yeah, yeah. No, go ahead. And speaking of indoctrination, that gets us to our. Yeah, I guess we're moving off of this. Just segueing. <laughs> I was trying to see if I can do a transition. Control. I need to work on that. That was good. It was okay. good. We just okay. weren't ready for it. No, I know. I'm, I just <laughs> so I don't want to take away from your effort. It was a good. Okay. It was a good. It was a good effort. Well, okay. all right. Well, you know, folks, I just want to leave you with the the fact that you know Jezebel don't stand a chance, Jezebel. no matter what. Oh, that's a great line. No matter what. All right, let's move on to our topic of the day then. Do you want to try to segue it now or are you just All right, we'll just go. We'll just move on. My life is I'm no 
for our topic of the day. So this week, it's kind of broad, but we're going to talk about basically public schooling. We're going to talk about schools, public schooling. This is going to be a hot topic. I know a lot of people feel very passionately about their uh, schools, but spoiler alert, no one in this room is a fan of public schools. I'm not going out on a limb there, am I? No. No. (laughs) I enjoyed my time when I was there in high school, and now I'm... But I think even when I was there, I knew it was terrible. Oh, yeah. I liked it because, okay. I mean, I probably had too much fun and we were really good at sports, which is a terrible reason to go to public school. But This is an on-brand, but it's the reason most people go. But this is yeah. a very on-brand thing for us. We're kind of all things to all people. I've never been in a public school in my life. Well, I, I did attend a public university. We're just talking about high school, though, yeah. even though college has its own issues. They're just different issues, but they're not good either. But you, uh, your hardest, you went completely public to a public school. I think uh, I went to a Christian kindergarten okay but you know but, yeah. generally you yeah, did all yeah. your schooling and yeah. then bourbon you <laughs> yeah. did both right yeah i was i was private school until seventh grade i think okay yeah all right so there you go a little bit of everything so uh specifically we're going to kind of narrow in on a topic that i'm passionate about because i think this is a problem with schooling uh, can be a problem with schooling in general if you're not intentional but i think it was intentionally this way with public schools and that's the feminization of public schooling and specifically the feminization of boys. And mm-hmm. I have a lot of theories as to why this is. Let me just run this. I don't know if we've ever talked about it in this vein together. So let me yeah, just I don't know if we have. run this by you and let me see what you okay. tell me what you think. So basically, you know, one of my big beefs with the way that schooling is done is that, and I'm specifically talking about the elementary ages right now. If a boy, like the way that girls are naturally, like feminine characteristics, those play very well to an institution. Like girls are nice and polite, and they'll sit around, they'll compliment you, tell you, you know, they hope you have a nice day. They don't rough house. They don't really, you know, push back against the institution. Mm -hmm. So that's really the behavior that they want. There's nothing wrong with that behavior, right? It's just that it's inherently feminine behavior. And it's fine, especially if you're a girl, to have that behavior. But the problem is, is that whenever you get masculine people in a room and you try to keep an institution together, it's going to be difficult. We see that in culture throughout history. Like, that's what masculinity has done to institutions for forever. It's torn them down. So this institution of public schooling really is inherently against masculinity by its very existence. It doesn't want you there. And so most of the time, whenever you talk about you know little boys being told that they don't behave well or they have behavioral problems, mm-hmm. and then there's because they're not acting like a boy. I mean, not acting like a girl. Exactly, because the yeah. ones that are good and what they would call well-behaved, that just means they act like a girl. 
And so then what's the... I was the, well behaved as a child. <laughs> well, you probably just acted like a girl. Apparently. Yeah. And sometimes I was because I was afraid of getting in trouble. Yeah. You know, and that's what it does to yeah. you, right? I mean, I wasn't like a rough houser either, you know, really, because I was afraid of getting in trouble. Yeah. Very feminine characteristic. I wouldn't risk anything because, you know, but that's what was beaten into me. And so sometimes literally. And so the other thing is then what happens to them if they can't behave? Then what's what's wrong with them? Yeah. Anybody want to gander at a guess? Medication. Yeah. What's, well, now something's wrong with them. That's what it is. Well, if they can't do it and we can't make them do it and they won't do what we say, what it means is that there's something wrong with their brain. Yeah. There's something wrong with their brain chemistry. They want to move too much. They want to move too much. Active. Moving is not good. We need them to be able to do exactly what we say when we do. So let's put them on some medication that makes them just like girls and just like everybody else. And look, I'm all for a well-behaved child. Right, like I, everybody wants their kids to be well behaved, but what that means is respectful. Yeah, and there's a difference between being respectful and being able to sit still for hours on end mm-hmm. and be quiet. Like those are not inherently good characteristics. They're not bad. I'm just saying they're or not. rough house. Yeah. yeah, and that's the thing is that a boy. Then you walk through the hall, the same, that same school where girls are being polite to each other. Like, let's take high school. Now you got girls being polite. That's good for the institution. You got a boy. You're walking down the hall, and he's shoving the other boy into a locker and then walking on. And you're like, and that that's not good for your institution. But you don't really know what's going on there. Yeah, like, that could easily just be friends cutting up, though. Or... Could be friends cutting up. It could even be him. Maybe he found out, you know, like, put it in the Christian context, maybe he found out that, you know, his buddy was going on a date with a non-Christian girl. And he's shoving him, and he's, and he's saying, what the heck are you doing? Don't do that. Wouldn't you handle a problem that way? Right? You might, right? Yeah. Y'all might yeah. with another yeah. guy. You, yeah. Like, your question, hey, buddy. Listen, I heard something about you. Let's sit down. And let's let's hash this out. And I, I just want to like tell me. Tell no, me how I would you expect felt. if yeah, like, yeah. I would, you're gonna get shoved by me. It's gonna be like I'm gonna be like, dude, what are you thinking? I'm that's, not gonna. That's how friends are to each other. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but that's not good for things like school. Like that's not what they need to survive. Yeah. And so inherently, what I what what basically I'm proposing is that inherently I mean, the Spartans kind of picked up on that, didn't they? The masculine. I don't know. You'll have to t- tell me more of what you mean by that. <laughs> never, never mind. No, Just go okay. ahead. Keep going. <laughs> That's our random thought of the day from of the podcast from Gerhard to I was gonna say. I'm not Spart- saying you're wrong. The I'm Spartan saying you're soldiers. Tell me more. The Spartan like the Spartan soldiers didn't they like the, the whatever boys they chose to become Spartan warriors they like took them at a young age and put them with a group of men and those men developed friendships and like became just a, a very strong force through that rough housing and then also just good education. Okay. I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. So I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying oh, I yeah. have no idea. I, about. Yeah, I'm sorry. That's okay. Uh, I don't remember what I was saying before that, but basically what I'm proposing... Was that a bad point? No. Okay. No. no, it's a good point. Just saying I didn't... You're going to have to go more than... You know more than we do. Yeah. What? No. No. <laughs> so no. I was just thinking. I was thinking. We've sometimes. been kind of. We've all. We've been kind of bouncing around the idea that there being a lacking in male like friendship. We yeah. were talking about the rough housing. I was just thinking. Yeah. That that's something I associate with like close friends. No, and Absolutely. I I will say that's actually another point that, and maybe I shouldn't get you off your subject nah, first. No, it's but, gone. Go ahead. Okay. I apologize. Uh, no, it's fine. One of the articles I read talked about this guy. He was like in junior high, first day in class. And he had walked into an English class with a new teacher he had never seen before. First, his this teacher's first day on the job, and this guy admittedly was a class clown. He liked to go in, make people laugh, cut up. And he walked in, bell hadn't even rung yet, and he starts to make a joke. And this teacher's like, he says he's like, 
six five, two thirty, which is probably imagination as a junior high kid, but he's big. Right, right. And uh he said I think this was back in like maybe the eighties. And uh the teacher immediately pins him up against the wall, not like an aggressive way, but it's just like an adult male we're we're not dealing with this kind of way. And he he just kinda holds him against the wall and he says, Are we gonna have problems out of you this year? And the kid's like, No, we're not gonna yeah. have problems out of me this year. Yeah. And he goes and sits down and he said by the end of the school year, that guy was my favorite teacher I've ever had. Yeah. And it's because he showed me what I should be doing. And he didn't do it in a mean way. He didn't do it in a roughhousing way. But you can't do that anymore. Yeah. Like a, a no. teacher can't do that anymore. No. No way. And there, there's no there's no role mo- models like that guy anymore. There's At least there's very few. And the few that are can't even correct men in the way that men used to be mm-hmm. able to be corrected. That's right. Yeah, that's good. I totally agree. There's a, a guy that uh, I've done some basketball coaching in my life, and there's a guy I was telling about this years ago when I first started. He used to coach basketball back in the you know seventies, eighties. He said, "Oh, I couldn't do it like uh, I wouldn't. You wouldn't be able to do it like I used to do it." And he proceeded to tell me a story about how he he basically was having trouble out of one of his players. Is you know a good player, but wasn't his best player. But basically, they were hey, he was having trouble out of him. They were all in the locker room having a post-practice meeting and he just said all right everybody out except for him he said and we just we just went at it he said i'm not even sure i won like we both just <laughs> went at it and he was he was young you know he's like i was like 25 at the time this guy was 18 year old he's a big guy and we just we literally fought each other in the locker room he said and i don't i never had another problem with that with him again and he never had a problem with me we respected each other yeah. after that i didn't like him beforehand he didn't like me beforehand but we went toe to toe yeah and we were great. And women women don't <laughs> There's understand something about that. that. No, yeah, I that's, know. That's, yeah. Women don't understand that. No. And society at large doesn't understand that because it's it's such a foreign practice well, now. Dude, how many have do you have any that was so misogynistic. Do you have any men in your life that you that are friends of yours that you used to not like? Oh, absolutely. Of course, yes. right? That you you mean that like the, the first time you actually, met them? Yeah, like yeah, you I'm used talking to, actually, to one who me? <laughs> <laughs> you used to actually not like them. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. And now they're friends of yours. Yeah. So, like, the point is, is that oftentimes, for whatever reason, I don't know, I don't, you can call it biological, you can call yeah. it the way we're made, I don't know, whatever. The point is, is that for whatever reason, respect has to be earned in a different way, and men have an ability that that is a harder, I'm just, you know, I'm trying to be nice about it, that is a harder thing for women to do, but not impossible, but a harder thing, where they just kind of get over yeah. their initial thoughts or their pre even if it's not initial, their previous thoughts because of newfound respect. Yeah. Like men are able to with other men, they're able yeah. to achieve mm-hmm. newfound respect that was not there before. Yeah. And that you would have not thought would have been able to be achieved yeah. before. And it just gets there. And you just achieve it and then you just go, you know, and then you just automatically you can't even explain where the switch happened, but you just you just switched and yeah. you respect it. My my best friend now we didn't like each other. Yeah. I mean, but here you are. That's just the way it goes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You get newfound respect. You work it out. And and there's something to that that is just difficult to achieve in a school environment where it's really driven to make men act like girls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, you know, girls are more peaceable. Yeah. Like, they're, I get that. They're more, quote, unquote, well-behaved. And I'm not arguing, you know, against that. I'm just saying... That's not inherently better than the other. They're both needed in society. Yeah. They're both needed in the church. They're both mm-hmm. needed in a family. 
right? You need these traits. That's why God made us this way. That's why he made them complementary roles. Do you think boys and girls need to be... Dog whistle there, complementary roles. <laughs> yeah. Do you, think, do you think boys and girls need to be educated separately? In my experience, because I am an educator, technically yeah. speaking, not in any practical way, but technically I'm an educator for what that's worth. Yes. Mm-hmm. I, I would can, lean that I would way. See I would a lean that lot, way I, like, I can see a lot of things that are detrimental. For instance, just in the way that I even handle both the girls and the boys. Young dating, things like in that. that yeah. in the, well, not even just that. Like yeah. Just the way that you're able to talk to them in that moment yeah. with yeah. girls and boys present is mm-hmm. different. Like when I'm just in a room with a bunch of guys, like at practice or something, the way that we can handle a conflict the, the boys will get over their ego quicker when girls aren't around. Oh, so they're absolutely. more open yeah. to your criticism and to their, their, their brothers and their, their peers' criticism when there aren't other girls around because they're more willing. I mean, aren't you? Aren't, I mean, yeah, I, absolutely. I would be that way. I mean, you know, especially I can look back to before we were married. I mean, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And especially before you're really secure about yourself and you're dealing with all of that stuff, you know, growing up in high school, you're trying to, you know, figure out, who you are and you're you're worried about you know you're just not that secure at least i wasn't yeah and so when girls aren't around it's a lot easier to do that and it doesn't yep. mean that you aren't insecure mm-hmm. around other dudes because you are but when girls aren't around you're much more open to criticism and correcting that criticism yep. because your ego is not as much in the way it can still get there but usually you already know if the person that's giving you the criticism you already know if he's your alpha or not mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> and if girls are around you'll get that muddied and you yeah. won't care and it won't matter. But when, when girls aren't around, you'll know that maybe it's going to go down and I better take this criticism or be willing to deal with mm-hmm. the, yeah. you know, with the consequences. I do think it is kind of insane that we take, you know, boys, young boys and girls that are both hitting puberty and just kind of throw them together with no supervision <laughs> yeah. in public schools. At least there are definitely times where they go 30 to 45 minutes without any supervision. For sure. Yeah. And to get back on sort of the, especially at the elementary level where I really see the feminization of boys, because this is where they're, oh, yeah, sorry. this is where especially kids, you know, it's harder for any kid to sit still. Right. So that's one of the big things you're trying to achieve out of a little kid is, can you sit still for a while while we, you know, have worship or while we teach you something in school or whatever? Like I get mm-hmm. that and that's fine. That's a good trait, but it's not inherently the only trait that you want. Yeah. And that's the problem that I have with, with the way it's taught in school is that this is the virtuous trait, is being well-behaved. Compliant. Yeah, compliant. And that really is what it goes yeah. down, what it boils down to. There, there's been a lot of studies shown that, especially in younger ages, when you eliminate roughhousing, it leads to more violence down the road. Definitely believe that. Because buy that, yeah. you, you basically, as a, as a kid, work out the boundaries of what actual violence is, what anger violence is, and what playing is. Football was good for that for me. Yeah, yeah football but, is good yeah. for that. And I'm not. I mean, I'm not saying it's just football. football I mean, any sport, really. Yeah, and it is. And basketball is really good for it too, because mm -hmm. basketball is like one of those non-contact contact contact sports, like quote unquote. Like you're not really very physical, though. Yeah, but it's like you're like everything that's physical is supposed to be a foul or like it's dirty, you know. There was a lot of kind of grappling, though. Oh yeah, well, it just didn't used to be that way. Is what I'm saying. So that's why it's still like technically a. It's they would people would classify it as a non-contact sport like football, but it's definitely gotten more physical over the years. But the point is, is that. If you've played a lot of basketball in your life, anybody that's listening, you'll be able to identify with this. Like, there are just certain types of people that cannot handle it. Yeah. Like, they can't handle it. Basketball's tough because you do have to be physical. Nobody's got pads on. Nobody, mm-hmm. You can't, like, cross a line. But somebody's pushing you, like, hard. 
out of the way and stuff. And it's not even technically legal, but it's like unwritten legal yeah. to like box somebody out really hard. And you have to be able to deal with that. Like deal with your emotion, not lash out, not, and then you might play bad on top of that. So you're playing bad and you're having to deal with the emotion of somebody being physical with you. So it's just a very, like sports are really good for that, what yeah. you're talking about. Mm -hmm. And there's all kinds of studies that talk about, you know, like that's why physical. Same like, way with football. You get down, I right. mean, you, you raise up like you're about to hit somebody on the line. I mean, it's all in the, uh, in that hit. You don't, you can't take it out by throwing them on the ground and grappling. Right. You have to do it the right way, which is a good way to get your frustrations out. Exactly. And there's just a lot of stuff too about how, you know, doing that sort of like roughhousing, like wrestling around with your boys, like when you're a dad mm -hmm. is like good for them for what you're saying. Because you, you know, if you had brothers or if you wrestled around with your dad or yep, you wrestled absolutely. around with anybody, you understand there's like a point where yeah. like you're messing around, everybody's yeah. laughing. Then it hits a point yeah. where nobody's laughing anymore. Yeah. <laughs> and like, see, everybody knows that. Yeah. Like when you just say that, you're like, Oh yeah, I've been there before. And it's like, uh Oh, this went too far yeah. on accident. Like, because it keeps escalating, mm -hmm. and there's a point where it's fine to escalate, fine to escalate, fine to escalate, but then you go too far, and you know that it's on, and yeah. that's a really important thing to learn. Yeah, and that's one of the things we are losing, you know, in society. You see it on whether it's because of social media or whatever. It's like people don't really know, like, no, that's too far. Yeah, you you've crossed the line to where now I'm gonna like now we're actually in a battle. We used to do that, me and my friends. Middle of summer, we we both have uh, or we had two people would have boxing gloves, yeah, and none of us had any clue we we're doing boxing, yeah. right, right, <laughs> right. But we'd we'd get out oh, there yeah, and punch this. each other, have fun, and then at one point you might hit somebody too hard, and yeah. and they would get up with just laser eyes, and somebody, all right, that's it, that's right, it, my bad, my bad. <laughs> we're done, yeah, <laughs> you can't go because uh, if if it escalates past that moment. It might be irreparable. What yeah. are some of the practical... Well, that's the thing with dudes, though. It's never irreparable. That's true. What are that's some true. of the examples y'all talking about yeah. with feminization? Like what, do you, like, what are some examples of public schools being feminine? Well, the main one that I'm talking about is what I would say is behavioral. So, for instance, again, what they do... like w The point that I was making earlier is basically with a boy... Like, okay, let's say that he is actually not well-behaved, all right? And he does need extra correction, all right? So let's take it... Because that obviously exists. I'm not trying to be unfair that every boy that's told that he doesn't behave well is just being told to be a girl that's not always the case let's say that he is the point is that it doesn't mean he needs medication so the way that they go automatically now to you know there's so much i mean you just look at the stats and the data for how much more prescriptions have been given for what they would call like i don't know if you want to call it like adhd add but basically these sort of more like nebulous vague more vague Ways. behavioral type yeah behavioral disorders. type things like you know just these are more vague and i'm not saying they don't exist but you anyone who even has it would have to admit they're sort of vague in their character characterizations and how you get diagnosed there's a wide spectrum of who can get diagnosed and so the point is is that they've widened that spectrum so much because it does help to produce something that they would call quote unquote normal behavior and that's part of what i think is the main issue is that there's a normal behavior? Yeah. Like, yeah. what what exactly does that mean? Now, there's safe behavior and there's unsafe behavior, and I'm perfectly fine with that. Like, that's pretty objectively observable what is unsafe behavior, and that should be taken care of, okay? But now, coming back off of that, so let's assume all this other behavior we're going to talk about is safe behavior, okay? So we'll take out all the other wild stuff. Safe behavior. Well, what's normal within that is very hard to defi to define because I wouldn't call Bill Gates a normal person. You ever heard him heard the dude speak? 
No. Not a normal guy, right? Very weird. Very weird. Steve Jobs, not a normal guy. Mm-mm. Zuckerberg. Elon Musk, come? Kanye West, mm-hmm. not normal people, but they have superpowers. Yeah. yeah. All right. And so there is no normal. Now, there, again, there's safe and there's unsafe, but there's not a normal. And so basically what they take... If there these, was a normal, you wouldn't want to... I mean, you wouldn't want to be it anyways. Yeah. And, you know, some people... Well, basically what I'm saying is, you know, then they take this and they go, well, since you're not what we would call normal... We're going to give you a drug to get there. Give you a drug to get there. And again, I'm not saying that those aren't necessary in some case, but you can see the sky right. And then, of course, if you even think about Big Pharma, this without even talking about the potential like conspiracy of how much they want to sell them. I'm just talking about how these teachers have unknowingly been trained to make all the, all the boys in the school act the same, and especially to act like girls. And it's just not healthy, in my yeah. opinion, in the long run. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's why I'm just so resistant to it, you know, and I, I, I probably am too resistant to it, but you know, nobody's perfect. So you're going to pick one side. That's the side yeah. I'm deciding to that's not, the, the uh, term, To be honest, that being, that's never been an issue that I've thought about with public schooling, the feminine really? aspect. Yeah. I mean, obviously I don't like public schools right. for a, a, <laughs> yeah. a myriad of other reasons. Well, I, I think, I think the term toxic masculinity has been thrown around so much over the last three or four years that even just the term masculinity is automatically assumed to be toxic in general. For sure. And that's a part of it. No, oh, no yeah. doubt. Like, Any bit of masculinity I even, is toxic. I even feel a little like as I'm talking, I'm like, oh, we're going to offend some people because I'm talking about like act like girls or act like oh, boys. People get yeah. offend- some people get offended if you say God's masculine, which he is. Yeah. Yeah, but, but the, I just, you know, you're right. I mean, it's it's been so, you know, derided at all. That, you know, even toxic masculinity, what does that even mean? It doesn't mean anything. It means nothing. It's just a bunch of, you know, word speak, and it's garbage. You know, is that there? there is no such thing as toxic masculinity. There's bad behavior. It, tell you what it is. <laughs> it, it, it actually is anti-science to believe that, there, that men aren't inherently different than women just based on behavior. Oh, like it's all anti-science. the science. It's anti-science. Yeah, they just don't care. They just don't care. The, and, but the misnomer is that I they know, care. I, I, I know. <laughs> I, that's part of the thing but I keep right. falling for. I know. Is that I will keep pointing out the fact that the people that believe these things really are anti-science, even though yeah. they claim to be pro-science. But it never matter. They never. Yeah, because they, they don't care. They know they're not. Yeah. And they've accepted their evilness. That's the point yeah. that I'm making, and that they just don't care. And which is fine. And we're not even talking about just like sexual genders, like no. we're like just behavior. Like there is an in- inherently different mm. way that boys operate. Absolutely, and that's perfectly fine. And it really, with a when you assume a biblical worldview or God, it really makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And even when you don't, it really makes a lot of sense. Yeah. yeah. And it's the way the world has operated for a really long time. Oh yeah. And it's uh, because you know there's a reason why it's it the world has operated that way for the for 99 percent of its history is because it's the truth yeah you know and so it's fine i don't really again i'm i'm again i want to say i'm optimistic about it but i'm not optimistic about well i am actually optimistic about the future of the public schools from my perspective because they're not going to last no there's tons of momentum in the opposite direction of public schools you know online education is yeah also gonna just make it yeah exactly pragmatic just so many things whether like one of the probably the best parts that's going to come from COVID is going to be the rise in homeschooling because mm-hmm. I do think that's going to be a like uh, I think that's going to be a measurable a measurable difference in the world um, that you'll that will last. I mean, this will be yeah. one of the long lasting effects of of uh, of COVID. Will what be. about online college level classes? 
that'll help too because that was again this is another way that COVID is just popping bubbles that yeah. have already existed COVID is not going to be the thing that that's not why colleges are going online they already were yeah. headed that way just like the economy but it's forced a, f- a couple over the edge exactly it's like yeah. popped that bubble that was already yeah. there it's it's forced the hand yeah. of people really it's forcing people's hand and that's what's going to do it and, and I feel like there's going to be, be a lot less indoctrination if you're just doing online classes well you're going to view it for the pragmatic aspects it's going to as opposed to the principled aspects of the degree yeah and that's really that's what we want because the principles we've already lost that war like they're there you know marxism maoism cultural theory it's uh cultural theory critical theory it's all there in in the colleges it's not going away yeah but if the only reason you're going is to like the reason engineers aren't woke it's because they were never going to get some ideological degree. Mm-hmm. They went to college because they were trying to get, yeah. <laughs> they just want to get their freaking yeah. math degree and they want to get out and go yeah. build some stuff. Yeah. That's that's the reason. And so if everyone would start to view their degree that way, it's like just a step they have to take, not as some, see, we were, again, this goes back to last episode, we were told you can do anything you want, just yeah. go to college. So it was like this noble almost yeah. pilgrimage that we all had to do in order to like, take on the next step to, to make something to, of our lives to change the world right because we're going to change the world by going to college yep. and getting so again if you go to college with that mindset of you can be anything you want to be you have to think about changing the world and here's college that's going to help you do it and it's the first step in your independence like the first time out of your parents household do you see how that's like a yeah. that's a cocktail for disaster yeah. whenever Absolutely. the people who control that institution are culturally your enemy yeah. talking about for christians so that's why I'm optimistic is because this is no longer, this facade, this veil is dropping. It's gone. No one is aware, no one is fooled by this anymore. And that's the beauty. It's like just because we see the evil there more clearly, I can see why that would make people pessimistic because you're seeing the evil. What I'm arguing is that it's always been there. Yep. And the fact that you can see it means they're losing because the way they held power for so long and have been so successful is because they were able to hide it. Yeah. And hiding that power is what kept them there. So now that we see their evil, that's the beginning of the end. And they know it, and that's why they're freaking out. And you see them freaking out constantly. So it's beautiful. It's optimism. There's your white pill for the day. <laughs> you know, I'm just sitting here thinking, it would be easy to not... T- I mean, it's it, this is an outlier, but the rise of these transgender like reading hours in public schools... Yep. I mean, there's a perfect example of it's not that much of an outlier. You're right. I mean, it's, it's really not big. anymore. I mean, if if you're a Christian and Drag it doesn't bother you, hour. your kids go to public school, and they're doing that kind of stuff, that doesn't bother you. It would bother me. You talking to me? No, it's I'm just, just I'm just saying rhetorical question. Yeah, you should be thinking about those things. Absolutely. This is where we didn't get into this as much on our two kingdom episode as I would have liked for us to. But this is where I really differ with, like at least Van Drew. I don't think that. Yeah, I was. I was gonna say I don't. I don't hold the two kingdoms. I only hold the the two kingdoms and the separation of church and state. Essentially. Yeah. I I'm, I don't buy the anti world. There's a little bit of an anti worldview movement amongst the two kingdom people. Yeah. Where they don't want you to have just a one cohesive worldview. Right. That's where I would have to kind of split with them. Yeah. And that's why I don't really understand why everybody thinks two kingdoms is some like great thing because basically it's separation of church and state it's like okay yeah freaking okay well of course we've known been in favor of that for 250 years now so you I know mean, i guess if we take were it farther than that they're know, wrong for they're doing wrong. it yeah yep. that's to me the least attractive parts yep. are the ones past yep. church and state because then like van drunen at least he advocates for christian he basically takes christian a liberty out on everything which is 
the ultimate cop out of Christian liberty. You know, oh, uh, this is a really tough decision. Therefore, you know, it's your Christian liberty. It's like, no, man, you're writing a book. It's not a Christian liberty. <laughs> I don't believe this in your kids to public school. And I don't think school. so either, because if you were to, and that gets us back on topic, if you were to actually say, like, let's just lay out what the public schools teach, and you put it there, and you were to turn that into any other thing, like, let's just say it's a seminar. Okay, it's just a seminar that's going on downtown, and the seminar is going to be on drag queen story hour. It's going to be it's going to have an hour of a drag queen reading stories to little kids, and it's going to have uh, all these topics that you're going to learn in public school. We would never be okay with sending our kids there. You would never go there. Yeah, you know. Yeah. But if it's public school and it's a football team that you played for when you were a kid, and now you want your boy to play for because now you're here and it's from the same town that you went to. The reason is this school and this football team is your God. Yeah. And that's why you're going. Yeah. And this, and the other thing is because it's a public, like it's a very American thing to support your local public school. You know, that's just what we do. And so not only is the football team your God, but so is the country and the county and the city and the community. Those things should not be what rule your decisions. It should be what is happening to your children. Watch out for vipers. Keep them Don't safe. let them indoctrinate. That's yeah. That was that's the line. <clears throat> I was looking at so the the reformed churches. You know, historically, they've always had their own little schools, at least in the Dutch, and I think probably within Scottish Presbyter- Presbyterianism too. But I was looking. You know, the Catholics didn't. They didn't mi- even allow people to go to public schools until the eighteen fifties. Is that right? Yeah. So that's why I mean I mean that's that was actually I know that was a big deal back in the day. Uh, your uh, relative, I don't know how much we want to dox people, but uh, he played. You know, he's a really good high school basketball player. Turned out to be a coach for a really long time. He was from a big city in our state, and there's a big Catholic school there. He grew up Catholic. And he was telling me a story one time about because he decided to go play basketball at the city school. It was a big deal to his yeah. Catholic church that like oh yeah his priest like pulled his dad aside. It's like your boy not going to so and so. It's like, no, he's See, not. See, that's to... what I mean when we talk about the universality of the church. Yes, we're talking about just just trying to maintain, you know, that, that brotherly connection, but we're also talking about seeing the areas where other traditions have gotten things right that we've gotten wrong right. and trying to improve ourselves, and maybe that Catholic schools are a good example of that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if... <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. The Catholic schools I, I, are I probably the yeah. same way as Catholic churches in the sense that uh, I'm not sure we want to really model the way Catholic schools have done it for a long time, but there are some good things. Well, you're talking about segregation of sexes. That's good. You're talking about you know Christian worldview curriculum. Yep, we just That's take what, we just take out the more I don't know pedophilic <laughs> tendencies. I wasn't thinking even thinking of that. <laughs> yeah, you know. But yeah, other than do, that, they do have a big issue with that. Yeah. <laughs> no, but you are. But actually, that goes to your point because what you're saying is is that they have some things to offer. Right. You don't throw out everything. Right. That's what I was trying to say. Yeah. And don't it does throw make your point with the, actually the Catholic Church. I'm picking on you, but it does actually turn out to be. I mean, a if you go example. right now from where we're at, uh, there in in Coleman, there's a monastery that has a public school attached to it. All the monks yeah. that live the, that live in the monastery teach the public the the different courses yep. that they offer, and it's a boarding school. Yeah. Yeah. So. It's anyway, it's one of those things where it's a really hard thing to talk about with people a lot of times because people are very, you know, passionate about it and they're very they feel very strongly about their public school a lot of times. But I think I really think our newfound way of 
talking to people is going to be very effective with this. I haven't gotten to try it out yet. Yeah. But again, I used to really, I think I talked about this last week on the podcast. I used to really try to change people's minds. I'm not doing that anymore. And this is one of the things that you would kind of beat your head up against. But like we're talking about, like mm-hmm. it's hard for me to even fathom that someone would send their kids so let me, to a public let me school. ask this then. Like, yeah. do you, let's use the drag queen story hour as an example. Yeah. They would tell you that we're doing this. That there's no problem with us doing this. We're just doing it uh, because it's an interesting new take on, on storytelling, right? Like, they <laughs> right. would essentially have no... They would, they would act like there's no agenda. Yeah, unfortunately, probably conservatives would. Be, I don't know how you can deny that. That's, that's the thing. Queen Story Hour. Yeah, but, yeah. like... Uh, and, uh, they I, would say it doesn't happen around here. Yeah, I'm anticipating yeah, the pushback not, that I would get from it, my... It, we're probably not too far away from it happening, but yeah. I guess my point would be I would encourage any parent who has that happening in their kid's school to actually take a step back and assess the logic there. And that's what people, I think, most of the time fail to do. It's not that you have to argue and beat your head against them. It's just like, why don't you take a step? I'm, I'm showing you what's happening. You you look through the glass and you tell me what you see. Yeah, I just think that where, I, I, I mean, I ho- I'm about to push back, but I hope you understand I'm saying I, I totally agree with everything you're saying, and I get it. But a big change in my life has been sort of doing a bunch of reading. But basically, the generally, we're not as logical as we think. Like, nobody's logical. We make decisions almost purely emotional. And so the biggest myth I think we've, we've convinced ourselves of is that we're rational. And that's one of the best things that our brain does is actually make us think we're rational because it's a great survival thing yeah. to be able to. If you think you're rational, you think you're smart enough to survive and it's good for you. But most people don't. Like, the reason that I don't think anymore, like, I'm not trying to use logical arguments anymore. And, I mean, look, that's what my training is. Yeah. So, But the reason I'm not trying to use logical arguments anymore to, like, convince anybody, but rather present them with the situation they're in. So just kind of show them yeah. what's happening Well, that's what I'm them. saying. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, telling, I'm saying to, sh- like, point it out, and I'm asking them to rationalize it. Well, yeah. But, but typically what's going to happen then is that people are just going to go into cognitive dissonance. So if they have to rationalize their behavior, our brains are really good at, at doing that. That's one of its best things. It's lying to yourself, you know, that you are rational. You are rationalizing, literally, you know, what you're doing, when instead you're lying to yourself. And so I, I don't really, I've, in this specific instance, I don't know what the best way is going to be. You know, I, I don't really know. But, like, we were having a conversation with somebody outside of church the other day, and we were talking about opening back up and you know, there's all these just different masks or no masks or like how serious is COVID? Is it not serious? And I went the different route. I didn't want to talk about masks, talk about seriousness. What I wanted to talk about was the seriousness of worship. So instead I wanted to show them the fact that you would say that worship is necessary and you say that food is necessary. So why are we making sure we go get our food, but not worship? Because you don't think it's necessary. You don't think it's necessary now. That's like a different way to kind of go about it, right? Is to sort of say, it's still, you know, using logic in some ways, but it's not going after, we're not letting them dictate the conversation. It's almost an experiential syllogism. Yeah, in the same way for public schooling. Like, I'm not really going to let them dictate the conversation. It's just, hey, look, if you want your kids to, I don't know if maybe this is the way I would do it. Look, if you want your uh, kids to be told a story by a dude dressed up like a girl, Mm -hmm. that's fine. That's good on you. It's just not my thing. Yeah, <laughs> just go like I'm not arguing with you. Like, yep. if you're okay with that, if you're okay with your kid yeah. being told a story by a dude dressed up like a girl, exactly. that's what you want. Then, hey, 
great, man. And, and but honestly, I'm taking my family. That, that, that speaks to kind of another point. We kind of got in a Twitter argument with a guy yesterday. That's yeah. actually the best way to kind of approach that because like, it's very non-confrontational. Yep. It's very non-violent, non-aggressive. Right. Hey, if that's what you want, sure, man. Because what happens is people end up yeah. liking you more. Yeah. And like I'm somebody that not a lot of people like. And so I'm under, I'm seeing now the positive effects of people liking you. Again, this goes back to what we're talking about, about trying to make what we do attractive. This is what the left did for so did so well, and that's what the sexual revolution was. It was attractive to people. It looked fun. They were having way more fun than the suits in Manhattan selling advertising. Like that was the the straight laced conservative way to be, even though it wasn't godly, you know, I mean mad men, you know, that mm-hmm. kind of lifestyle. But like the sexual revolution was fun. No, not good, but it's fun. So what we got to do is we have to take the virtuous, the pietous, the moral, the the you know the biblical part, and also make it attractive. So I'm not saying like, oh, let's make it fun, like have smoke yeah. machines, like we went through those youth groups. Yeah. yeah, that's not what I'm talking about. What I'm saying is make it attractive. Yeah. So we make our arguments not with a furrowed brow, but instead with an attitude of me and my family. You do what you want, but as for me and my family, we, we chant the Psalms. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah, we chant the Psalms. That's right. As for me and my family, as for the, me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Yeah, like, that's the question. Yeah. Like, I don't know what you're going to do. I don't know what's going to happen in this country. But as for me and my family, we're going to serve the Lord. Absolutely. And so I think that's more attractive. Mm-hmm. And I yeah. think that like our wives, you know, I think that wives who love their children and who want to raise their children, and wives who love yeah. to help yeah. their husbands, and husbands who love their wives. That is they in the long the best run. Teachers. That is going to be really attractive mm-hmm. yeah. to the culture because these people, these women who are forty years old and they're mm-hmm. career women, they don't like their life. No, and they're not going to like it, and their kids are not going to like them. And cool. so, their kids that are being raised by mothers who are CEOs at forty and never see their children, when those kids grow up, they're going to want to be stay-at-home moms. Yeah, mm-hmm. and we need to make sure that when this again, we're not going to win in five years. We're going to no. win in 20, 30, 40. Yep. We're thinking about our great great grandkids. Two hundred, man. And the reason, yeah, and the reason is because when those kids start to become of age, just like we've seen people our age come of age and be entranced by the woke crowd because mm-hmm. they're disenfranchised with things that culture built around them, when they when these kids are coming of age and they've been disenfranchised by the culture that was built around them, we're going to have the most attractive option. Mm-hmm. We're going to have the positive option. And optimism is the key to that. Too many pessimistic Christians. Too many losers yep. for Jesus. Yep. And I'm sick I'm of it. Sick, I'm, not I'm sick of being a loser for Jesus. Yeah. I'm and not I'm going not, to. Not doing it I, well, No, I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean, I mean, we're going to win for Jesus. Right. And I'm going to have that attitude. Exactly. All right. Pass the pills around. <laughs> there you go. I got the bottle. Got the bottle right here. So, and I'm serious about it, too. I really am. Uh, y'all see me. Yeah. Yeah, I, I really am. That's a big deal. And the most radical way you can change the world is by worshiping with your family every evening and going to the Lord's Day worship every Sunday at your local church. It's literal warfare. It's warfare, and so it's uh, it's, it's not like I, I'm doing a lot of preaching, but I'm not, I'm not I'm not saying that I'm like great at this yet. It's definitely a work in progress. I'm having to catch myself. This week I had to catch myself. I was you know first half of the week having a very you know, pessimistic outlook about a lot of things in my life. Just not doing it. You got to keep fighting it back. Keep fighting it back. Keep fighting it back. Because that's that's demonic. That's what yep. Satan wants, and it's not going to be what we let win. Nope. You got to watch out for vipers. Don't let them indoctrinate. I'm sorry. I felt like I, I feel like I talked too much this week. No. No. Nope. Apologize. No. I'm not apologizing to y'all. I'm apologizing to the audience because they're the ones that are upset about it, not you. That's true. <laughs> 
Y'all got anything else you want to you wanna throw out there before we wrap up? I don't think so. We got some things in the works coming. We got some things in the works. We're throwing some things around. I think we're going to start a website. Mm-hmm. We have a website. We're putting it together. Uh, we're throwing some things around. We don't want to. We don't want to yeah. put too much out there. But uh, anyway, the best thing you can do for us, if you don't mind, tell a friend about the podcast. Yeah. Tell somebody. Let's see if this thing can grow a little bit. We would really like to uh, get out there a little more. And if you have any feedback on ways that you think we can improve the podcast, let us know. Topics. Yeah. You want to come on the podcast? No. Yeah. Let us know. We did. Uh, we did a poll a while back, and I guess we need to break that song down at some point. Uh, Rage Against the Machine one. Know your enemy, maybe. Yeah. 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 We can do that. Yeah, I mean, I kind of hate. It's we just hard to get off there. of Kanye, but you know. No, I know. I kind of hate we threw a poll out there and haven't done. Well, it you yet, left. So. Well, that's true. That was the reason, because we went to the mini series, right? Things yeah. happen. Yeah. And then Kanye melted the world. Maybe we should put a uh, maybe we should put a Kanye poll out there. We want for say? the next Kanye. I'm saying for the next Kanye song, to, okay. and then we'll do that one. Okay. All right, let's do that this week. All right. We'll put a. We're gonna do a Kanye song again because we're on this train. It's the positivity train. Yeah. And we'll put a Kanye song out there, and we'll yeah. do we'll do well, this time we will abide by the results of the poll. Okay, but Absolutely. just put one. The last time you put two is hard to keep up. You did like eight songs. Oh yeah, we had a lot of suggestions. We did. Yeah. So let's just put four out okay. there, or even three, or even two. Okay, that's we're what gonna a poll have to is, have. Folks. I just explained a poll for you. We're gonna have to have Tolkien's pop on soon to to talk because I mean we we told him that we would do the Covenanter thing. We did. That's it would on be me. nice to that's have a, me. yeah another voice in in here. I know, and I think with the G because his take is you know he is on Team Kanye because he's a Covenanter, which Covenanters typically are not allowed to vote. But the the thing that they that they are allowed to vote on is you know if if that person recognizes the kingship of Christ over the nations, well. What better person Jesus than someone king. that wrote that? Yeah, made the album Jesus is King. That's a very good point. So well, he actually we can be, we can do that. That yeah. was my bad. We would have had him on. We wanted to have him on to talk about two kingdoms, uh, and then I had some stuff come up. But yeah, I think we've beat the two kingdom horse dead. I think I'm done talking about it. <laughs> I'm with you. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Tell a friend. Give us a review or something. Isn't that what you're supposed to say? Subscribe and like. Yeah, the, like and subscribe. Yeah, <laughs> like and subscribe. Uh, leave us a review. But we'll give we'll give something away or something. I don't know. I think that's what people do. Other than that, we'll see you next week. Thanks see for listening. Then.